Well, hello there. My name is Jan Burt, and this is my podcast, The Burt Not Ernie Show, where we talk about God's promises and the hope those promises bring to our everyday lives. Whenever I meet somebody new, I introduce myself as Jan Burt and say, like Burt and Ernie, since it's easy to confuse my last name with a different one. And almost always, people smile when they think of Burt and Ernie. That got me thinking. I'm a Burt, and I'm not an Ernie. But how often do we live as if we're someone God never meant for us to be? Part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Hence the name, The Burt Not Ernie Show. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dig into God's promises. Well, hello there. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to episode 30 of The Burt Not Ernie Show podcast all about getting the promises of God into the people of God. Welcome back. Glad you're here. It is summer. Uh, I don't know how hot it is where you are. I know I have a sister who lives in the Phoenix area. Yeah, triple digits. She has been just cooking away and uh, not quite that hot here, but it's been warm in Kansas. What about where you are? Anybody having like nice weather? I felt like we had a really great spring for once. Like it was, it was just long. It was good. Uh, But now... Summer's here. Yeah. Okay. Luke 21, chapter 21, verse 33 in the book of Luke. At the end of the last episode, I mentioned that I was probably going to be talking about another promise of Jesus's that that um, kind of packs a punch, but it's like a promise punch. So not like a painful punch, a promise punch. So Luke 21, 33 says this, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Another version says heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will remain forever. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So um, obviously the promise that we've got to believe God for from Luke chapter 21, verse 33, it's kind of obvious, right? It is, um, it's this, dun, dun, dun. This world is not going to last. It's not going to last, right? Sometimes we all need a reminder of that. Hey, this isn't going to last. Because so much of our focus and our time and our energy, our work, our thoughts, um, it just goes toward things that aren't going to last. And there's nothing in this world that's going to last. So you're working hard for a new car, it's not going to last. You're working hard for a new house, it's not going to last. Working hard for a promotion, it's not going to last. Just it's good to remember that it can take the stress off. Does that make sense to anybody, I hope? Like, oh yeah, the pressure's off. That's not going to last. Why am I working myself to death, sometimes literally for something that is just not going to last. Yeah, good to remember that this world is not going to last. And honestly, when I step back, pray, think about it, um, yeah, it doesn't feel like this world is going to last a whole lot longer, really. I mean, I know there's a lot more that needs to happen per revelation and prophecy before the end finally comes and Jesus returns. But um, there's a lot that just feels like this world is tired. It's a tired old world. And I know a lot of the Lord's children are ready to go home and be with him. So this world is not going to last. It's just not. Um, This is kind of like the Old Testament passages uh, where God would speak about, um, you know, like sometimes the cup of his wrath, do you know what I'm talking about, would be poured out. I mean, we're living in a a time where it's like, oh, uh, I'm sure you've seen the meme of the, you know, me looking out the window to see what what chapter of Revelation are we doing today? You know, it kind of feels like that. Like, oh, wow, I don't, this is a lot. This is so much. What's going on? Is the cup of your wrath being poured out, Lord? Um, is it judgment time? 
Um, you know, I want to have a heart like Daniel, where when Daniel prayed, he prayed and repented to the Lord, was honest about all of the sins of Israel and all of the wickedness. Uh, those weren't Daniel's own personal sins. We He's one of the few characters in the Word of God where we just don't see any black marks against him. I mean, it's just not there. You're not going to find it. It's not there. So he served the Lord well and faithfully um, as a captive pretty much his entire life in another land. So him repenting, it wasn't, you know, he was repenting on behalf of all of Israel. And it's in that vein that I say, Lord, we've been wicked. Lord, we've been evil. We haven't loved each other well. And we've tolerated things that we know, we know from your word are an affront and abomination to you. Um, You know, sometimes when When I start praying through things, I think, Lord, I have to just be honest and say mankind is wicked. Every one of us is capable of really heinous things. Um, But Jesus talked about your thoughts per God's standard are kind of the same as if you'd already done things. He doesn't want wickedness on the inside, not just not on the outside, but not on the inside either. And in that regard, uh, my heart, I resonate with Daniel saying, oh, man, we have been wicked. We have been wicked. So when I when I think about that, it's easy for me to say, if this were judgment, I would have to say, Lord, you are just and you are right. And we deserve it because there are a lot of ways we have not done what you would have us to do. And yet you're so merciful. So um, there's like that that sense of we are living in a really broken and dark and heavy world. And it's okay to come to God and say, I'm sorry on behalf of all of it, on my personal junk, and then on all of it around the world. Um, and then lean in and try to hear from him. It kind of sets the tone that you're ready to hear when you're ready to acknowledge that his standards are right, and our standards are often not. We miss the mark a lot. So yeah, I just feel like um, we can see our sin you know, we have many, we can see our sin and we have many, if we'll just be honest and take a look, the world does not, um, it doesn't look at things the same way we look at it. I mean, we have, we have such things, I mean, just from human trafficking and abortion and, uh, there's just corruption and division and pretty much the utter abandonment of God as a whole. I can sometimes agree with the Lord and say, um, with God's word and say, how long, how long Lord? It's got to break his heart, and I want the things that break his heart to break mine. People matter. Stuff is really way farther down the list than people, and so I always want to be about leaning in and saying, Lord, I acknowledge that you care about people and souls, and um, that's why injustice matters. You know, injustice isn't about um, a piece of property, per se. It's a, it's really about, in God's heart, it's about people, um, and I'm not not trying to start an argument or discounting anything. If people have lost their businesses, I, that's not where I'm going with this at all, at all. I'm just saying I want to be able to keep going back and looking at people and saying that when people are changed by the love of Jesus, everything else changes. Everything else can change and people's hearts can still be hard. And I know we've all seen examples of that in our own lives and then just in the world around us right now. So how long, Lord, just heal us, you know, make us well. Make us well. That's kind of my heart's cry. So, so none of this, um, none of this is going to remain. None of what is here is going to remain. Uh, but, but, and this is an important but. But God's word remains, right? None of this remains, but God's word is going to remain. The words of our Lord Jesus, those are going to remain, like forever, forever. You have to have 
you have to have an understanding, right? You have to have, um, we got to get a hold of this. We have to have a spine sort of to absorb this. Does that make sense? Like this is not a little teaching because you look around at everything that's here and it's all going to be gone. Everything that you know is all going to be gone, but these words are going to remain. Um, this we're, we're a society of words. We share a lot. We have so many, think about just the volume of books that you can buy online. I mean, we are a wordy society. There are audiobooks and there are podcasts and there, I mean, it just goes on and on, but my words, the words in these books are not going to remain. It's just the word of God. His word will remain forever. So I want to get in line with that. Not everyone, not everybody wants us to be true. Not every Christian wants us to be true all the time on a daily basis because it's such a hard teaching. It's big, uh, but, but we have to let the truth be truth. So God can't lie. So, um, you know, as I did some research a little bit on the meaning of this verse, um, what I discovered is that it's pretty profound um, to think about um, God's words remaining. Um, you know, I don't want to go into all the Greek uh, that these words mean. Let me just suffice it to say that um, the power of the spoken word of God, the word that God has given us, is so profound and so life-changing, so life-giving and life-changing. It is so big, it cannot be contained by explanations of how big it is. It cannot be um, measured or quantified. It's just so big and also such a comfort as I studied and really was like, whoa, this is vast. This is big. It's way vaster than I could have prepared for to also kind of realize that's comforting that that's how big my God is. So he's more than big enough to handle whatever's going on in my world because he's so big. Everything else is small in comparison to him. And I love that I just kept coming back to that reality that I can count on his word. I can really count on it because that's the whole point of this podcast, right? To believe God's promises, to appropriate them better. And uh, studying this verse from Luke 21, Jesus saying, heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will remain forever. That really did help me to to um, settle down inside a little bit about things that might have been weighing on me. And I hope that's true for you too when you study God's word. So, okay, so last year, like way back in 2019, uh, yeah, does that not feel like way back? Like that feels like forever ago. So way back in 2019, decades ago back then, back when um, Lois Evans, Tony Evans' wife, I don't know if you ever heard of Tony Evans, The Urban Alternative, Tony Evans. I think it's .org, his new website. Um, my husband, um, you know, his official uh, conversion happened in an army tent uh, on Easter Sunday during a, a deployment, a short-term deployment. But really, the work in his heart was going on when he was listening to Tony Evans. My husband was out of work. He was delivering pizzas. And every night, he would be stuck on a long pizza route when Tony Evans was on the radio. And that really, um, that was really the catalyst to move that the Lord used to move my husband to the kingdom of God. He could have used anyone, but that's who he used. So we kind of have a heart for Tony Evans ministry in our family. And last year when Lois Evans was, um, she had a rare form of cancer. And when she was about to kind of, you know, step into eternity to leave this life and go be with the Lord that she loved, that she'd served so well. She had an amazing, profound ministry, was a great mother, a great wife, a great pastor's wife. Um, an, an amazing ministry to primarily to women who are pastor's wives. Her pastor's wife's ministry was pretty profound. Um, I, re- I found myself wondering 
like, oh, what, what, what's it going to be like? Like if God starts to call home people who are spiritual leaders, a lot of the people who I know of as spiritual leaders who I've learned from have gone to be with the Lord or continue to go be with the Lord. Elizabeth Elliott, Billy Graham, of course. But then you think, well, they were a little older. Lois Evans was not really that aged. I mean, it just, or maybe it's just that I'm getting older. And then the people that I learned from that were sort of my mentors, them going home to be with the Lord feels a little different. Maybe this is a normal thought process to have, but I remember thinking, wow, um, what's it going to be like? Is this like an indication of anything? If the Lord starts to call home, spiritual leaders like and then Ravi Zacharias he died recently went home to be with the Lord Tim Keller has been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer um and I'm praying for him for his healing an agreement with him completely for Jesus to heal him and keep him here to uh just to finish all of the work that the Lord has for him because he's done a great work in this generation for the kingdom of God so um pray for him please pray for him Uh, The point is that you see this happening, and it's probably normal in every generation, like, okay, this transition is happening, the passing of the torch or whatever you want to call it, but also like a heaviness on my heart, um, thinking we just live in such a yuck world in so many ways, and we see things, it's just like a spirit of chaos that seems to be reigning, and things are out of control, and... um, And I know it's always been that way for every generation, but as time accelerates towards its appointed end it of course will get worse because that's just part of the dealio. You know, it's going to get worse and then it will get better with a permanent kind of better when Jesus returns and makes all things new. So um, I'm just kind of thinking that like, what does it mean when people begin to step into eternity who have been catalysts in current culture and society to help Christians to stay focused, you know, to Paul and Philippians talked about working out your salvation with fear and trembling. Well, your salvation is only in Jesus. Uh, we can't earn it. We can't really work it out. Um, so we know that's not exactly what Paul was saying. He's talking about, can you just keep living for Jesus one day at a time, one step at a time? You need to be about working that out. That's hard. That's hard. Stay close to Jesus. Don't get away from him because he didn't save you for you to still live in the muck and the mire and the struggle. Stay close to him and keep working that out with fear and trembling. He's a holy God. And if he's bought you with a price, he values what's his. He cares about his possessions. So there should be a little fear and trembling there or a lot of fear and trembling there. So, you know, we we need these spiritual leaders to remind us to spur one another on toward love and good deeds, to believe that Jesus meant it when he said his words would remain forever. And so the most important thing that we can do is know who this Lord is because we're going to spend forever with him. So he's worth knowing, right? Like, well, learn as much about him as you can before you get, before forever starts and you're with him forever. Uh, And we do that primarily through his word. This is his love letter to us. So let's be about reading it. But what does it mean when people that you feel like, you know, the word of God says um, that there were people who had been, uh, who the Lord took home, that this world was not worthy of, that they were just not treated right by this world. And there's a little bit of me that's like with Lois Evans and Ravi Zacharias, it feels like the world wasn't really worth them. And I think you know what I mean, what my heart is when I say that. And it's just a sadness, I guess, of like, oh, they're stepping out. We don't have them here anymore. And a good reminder, that you have a voice too, whatever your sphere of influence is, whoever you're supposed to be speaking to with the voice that God gave you, it would be missed if it were not here. Um, so use it well. Speak 
speak out loud, you know, use your voice because it will be missed when you're gone. It would be terribly missed if you weren't here. People need it. God put you here for a reason, Esther 4.14, for such a time as this. How do you know that you aren't put in this place in the kingdom, in God's kingdom, for such a time as this? So um, I would miss you if you weren't here. So please use your voice while you are here. Make it so I miss you more when you're not here. I hope that makes some kind of sense. But uh, be aware of the fact that times are changing. And in the midst of all this change, Jesus's promises, they're not changing. They're not going to change at all. I just love I love that. I love the hope we get from that. So um, I don't, I don't want to see, I don't want to see hate and rage being more of a hallmark of this day than, than the love and grace and the peace of Jesus. I don't want that. I want God's promises to be the most true thing in our world and in our lives in this era. Uh, we're, listen, we've, we're all up to our eyeballs in overwhelm, right? And let's just take work for instance, I don't know what your work is like. I don't know if you're out of work right now. You might be. Uh, but, you know, in, in your work situation, how great would it be to be able to just step back from whatever the stress is? And man, does every company not have stress pretty much? It's so uncertain right now to just be able to lean back into the arms of Jesus and rest fully on his promise and say, nope, I know I know what your promises are. And, uh, and, and figure out what they are. If you don't know, get in the word, open it up, pray, ask the Lord to give you some verses. The Holy Spirit can do that. And then stand on those firmly and say, nope, that's your promise for me in my work situation. How different is that than the stress that we tend to live with? Um, you know, we, in different ways, we've all been part of the problem, the saved and the unsaved alike, those who know Jesus and those who don't. But as Christians, we can be part of the answer because we know the answer, the capital A, Jesus as, is the answer. Um, he is the door. He is the Lamb of God. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And so we can be part of the solution. Um, and if you were part of the problem yesterday and you were just as worried as X, Y, and Z that you work with, that's all right. Give yourself grace. And today, just say, Lord, help me to point them to you because you're the answer to this stress that they're feeling. You're the answer to my stress and to their stress and all of it. And none of this takes him by surprise, right? Um, and Heaven and earth are going to disappear. Jesus already told us that would happen. So if we're in the beginning stages of that disappearance, just take comfort in the fact that his words will remain forever. We're safe in him. We've been engraved on the palms of his hands, and he cannot forget us. That's a big promise, too. He can't forget you. Literally, you're engraved on the palms of his hands. If something is engraved on the palms of your hands, it's not something that you can ignore or pretend um, is not there. It's there. And he made a decision for us to be on, you know, in his hand, on the palms of his hand, so close, so close. It's impossible for him to forget us. So there's a lot to grab hold of and hang on to, even as this world is beginning to disappear and fall apart and crumble. Okay, so I think probably in the last six months, there's been more that's gone on than in some people's entire lifetimes as far as like the rate of, of change. And it is just nutty. I am almost like what possibly could happen in July. I don't even almost want to know what will August bring, you know, is what is going to be up by the time we get to December. I don't even know. I was so excited for 2020. I know a lot of people were, and now I'm like, you know, uh, can, can I get a refund and go back to 2019 kind of a thing? So, um, I, it's there's so much we have to give each other and ourselves so much grace because there's just so much that we have been exposed to 
in the last, yeah, the first half of this year. And by the time I post this podcast, it's going to be in close to July. So we're going to be wanting to celebrate the 4th of July. And yet it might be kind of a different sort of celebration. Um, I think we're all going to be feeling it in a different way this 4th of July, to say the least. And hopefully we'll all be grateful in a whole new way as well. I know that I will be. That's absolutely for sure. So what do we do in the midst of this? Like um, this season of the world we're in, uh, it feels bad. You know, what do we do? What's the answer? Well, number one, we have got to remember that God's word remains. That's number one from today's promise. That's not the number one for every day of your life. But today, just remember God's word remains. God's word remains. So when we grab hold of one of God's promises, just pick one and grab hold of it today. When we grab hold of one, that is the best decision that we can possibly make on a daily basis on any given day. That is absolutely the best decision we can make. And here's why because it will remain forever and we've chosen the better part. We've chosen what's better. We've chosen the thing that will never go away. It's never going to go away. We've chosen wisely. That is, um, this world, it's just, it is going to burn up in the end. It absolutely will. It's going to be a hard reset and he's going to make a new one for us to live in. But his word is not. So like, remember that? What's your promise today? What's your promise today? It's probably not this one from Luke 21, 33. That's pretty, pretty basic and over, not basic. It's overarching. Heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will never disappear, says Jesus. But what's your promise for today that can be the thing that you hang on to, that is the loudest voice in the room for this moment in time for you? Hang on to that. That is wise. That's wisdom. That's the right thing for you to do today to say this remains forever. No, this right here, this remains forever. Get thee behind me, Satan, because this, this remains forever. I'm not budging. God's word is not meant to budge. It doesn't budge and I'm hanging on to it. So I'm not budging, period. I'm engraved on the palms of my Savior's hands. I'm perfectly safe there. You can't snatch me out of his hand, period. What's your promise today? Speak it to Satan and put a period on it, not a question mark and not a comma and not even really an exclamation point where you're screaming it at him because sometimes we're screaming out internally or externally God's promises to the devil and the screaming shows that we're just trying to be loud enough to cover up our own doubt and disbelief just put a period on it and say nope I believe that's it sometimes that's the best thing you can do to just calmly put a period on a statement and the finality that comes with that sometimes Satan just hits the road Jack and he doesn't come back around for a while because in that at least he won't hit you there again because he knows that the matter is settled and once it's settled in your heart and mind um, it means Jesus has done a work there and it is settled and he knows he can't unseat that promise from you. So grab a hold of the promise that that God has given you, whatever it is, and it won't be unseated um, if you grab a hold of it and put a period, not a comma and no question mark. There's no question about God's promises. So there's something else that remains though, right? And that's people. People remain forever. People remain forever. That is how things work. Faith, hope, and love go on before us into eternity. These three remain. The greatest of these is love. People, souls, they live forever in eternity, and God's word remains. So we also need to be dialed in and remember that people are not going to disappear when this world disappears. So that helps me personally to focus on people more than than situations, um, I have this saying that I've shared sometimes that if things get a little bit sideways in a relationship, say a marriage, and there's like some, I don't know, 
working on a home project or whatever it might be, planning a trip. It could be a lot of things. Um, I homeschooled our kids for 25 years, so a lot of relationship stuff. And it could have an expectation about a particular subject or an assignment. And when that expectation that I had wasn't met, um, there could be a lot of conflict and tension. But you know what? When I would reset that and say, this is a goal, all the relationship part of it could be okay because the goal was a separate thing from the relationship. When you have expectations of people, expectations, if you have an expectation about some project you're working on with other people, that is going to roll over onto the people and do damage to the relationships. And that's not God's best because people remain for eternity. They matter more than whatever the project is, right? So switch that to a goal. Have a goal because a goal is attainable. And if you don't quite miss it, then you work harder next time. It's not as big a deal. And maybe you can look at it and say, we achieved something different than the original goal and it ended up to be much better than I would have dreamed. And when you work on a goal, um, change it to goal instead of expectation. Goals you can link arms and work toward together and people remain your priority. Expectations, you unlink arms and people begin to be in the way of achieving, you know, because you expect this. Expectations are, they're dangerous. They're dangerous. And that applies to your relationship with God. Do you have expectations of him? Have you ever thought about that before? Or do you have um, maybe goals that you just are praying for him to achieve in your life and in your walk with him. Switch that up a little bit. Turn it on its head. Sometimes just changing a couple of words around changes the way you think and it totally takes away, it strips Satan of his power in that area to keep wrecking on you and wrecking on others because sometimes he's not even wrecking on you. He's just using you to decimate and wreck on others. So we want to be aware of that too. Throw out the expectations, put people in their in their place where they belong, put God's word in its place where it belongs and switch it over to goals and say, yeah, that's much better. That's much better. And trust me, when it's a goal and not an achievement, not an ex- I mean, a goal and not an expectation, um, it's not so painful when you don't achieve it. It's You end up being pretty okay with it. And you love people more at the end of it. If it's an expectation, you usually love people less. So, okay. Um, so God's God's kids, and that's what we are, God's children, we should care about the things that he cares about. He cares about people. He wants us to know his word. So can we this week, just move forward this week and be committed to be people who care more about people than about achieving whatever the thing is on the list that needs to be achieved? And can we care enough about God's word to grab hold of a promise hang tight, refuse to let it go, to believe it, to really fully appropriate it, and to tell Satan that he needs to go pound sand and hit the road in whatever the area is he's harassing you most because you have a promise for that and you believe it, period. Drop the mic kind of a thing. Can we do that today? Can you just remember that while everything around you is going to pass away and it's being shaken right now and things are falling off, Um, And that's good. That's good. It's painful. It seems a little bit overwhelming, sometimes scary, but man, it's good when God does a shaking so that he can have some stuff remain that really matters so we can see things more clearly. And can we not after quarantine time with family? Oh yeah. Way more valuable Uh, things that we didn't know how much we were missing. Some families have never had this kind of closeness. Uh, There are things that are just gifts that we can't eating around the dinner table all the time, all as one family. 
um, yeah, this is pretty cool stuff that we wouldn't really want to trade out for anything. People who are getting saved because they're, they've attended church online, whereas they were scared to go in a church before. Maybe they were raised in a certain way and they never felt like they measured up, weren't good enough, whatever. People yielding to Jesus, us caring about things on the other side of the globe in ways that some of us have just not cared what's going on anywhere outside of our own community for a very long time. The shaking brings good things because sometimes the junk kind of falls off when the shaking happens. So if God's doing an even bigger shaking, which it sure seems like he is, and I wouldn't be surprised if the second six months of 2020 are just shake, 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 let it fall off and let the things remain that um, really matter. And let's be as God's kids, God's kids need to care about what God cares about. So let's care about each other. Let's care about his word. Let's care about seeing his kingdom coming today in a bigger way than it was yesterday in the midst of our individual situations and our bigger situations. And so that's really what I want to leave you with today. Jesus's words remain forever. Whatever his specific promises for your specific situation, you remember that, that those words remain forever. They're immovable. It is settled in heaven. Let it be settled in your own heart because when Jesus says it's done, it's done. When he said it is finished, he meant it. And when he speaks over that situation, this is what's promised. It's finished. It's finished. And we can trust him. He's a good savior. All right, that is it for episode 30. I'll be back next week with episode 31. Lord bless you. Keep loving Jesus well. Keep loving each other well. And uh, if you have any prayer requests, you can you can DM me, Instagram. You can find me at Jan L. Burt. Um, you can leave a comment on the podcast. Um, I do pray, you know, overarching prayers for anybody that listens to the podcast. But if you ever need anything specific, I would be more than happy to pray for you. Lord bless you. Go get him for Jesus today. Let's keep making his name famous. All right. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. I'm so glad you joined me for this episode of the Burt Not Ernie Show. It's an honor and a blessing to talk about God's promises with you. Have a fabulous day. And remember, part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Lord bless. I'll see you next time. <laughs>